Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. Hey! Another one gone and another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey! Before we talk and zig, crashing through. This is with the flood. And what does we does? We bring our pop perspective. To put the culture in context. And make the mainstream make some sense. That's right. It is your favorite weekly pop culture digest. That and we once make it again, here to make sense. Because if we don't make sense, we don't make dollars. That's right. Your favorite contextual pop culture pod. To hear to tell you about things you probably heard earlier in the week. But we're going to tell you why. It's more important than that. If you just sit and marinate on it a little bit. If you really think about it. We'll get to the meat of the issue. What's going on here? And we'll grill things. To tell you what's going on. What's been going on this week, Zig? Well, it's now official. Elon Musk bought Twitter. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, it's a a yikes for me, right? Only because I don't like to see, you know, methods of mass communication owned by one central person just feels a little problematic. A little bit. You know what else is problematic? The fact that Trump's going to be having to pay quite a bit of money if he keeps continuing to run away. Unintentional bars. (laughs) Bars! Run away. So Trump has been subpoenaed and he is continuously being fined for every day that he chooses not to show up and testify. Uh, the Board 8 Yacht Club was robbed for 12 million, 13 million in NFTs, hey. and nothing of value was lost. God, man, what all these crypto hacks lately got me wondering what's happening. And a little bit later on, we're gonna talk about Magic the Gathering, Zig's favorite topic, and we're gonna, you know, talk about the elephant in the room and discuss where are all the people of color at. Uh. And. You also are going to be diving into some mythology that is yet to be untapped by American culture, but honestly, should be. Uh, we'll talk about that a little dope. bit. And, uh, you know, we got some other things to talk about. We, salacious celebrity gossip. So, salacious celebrity gossip. We also have that age-old question, you know, is the newer music better than the older music? But speaking of age-old questions, let's go back in the ages and tell you about what happened in history one week from today. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. This day in history, one week from today. But so not like the day we're recording this. But when you will actually The day that this release is... The day before Mother's Day. Yes. Uh, this will be the Mother's Day episode. Shout out to moms. Throughout history, y'all have helped. All moms. All? All moms matter. Actually, Ooh. did we have the argument where Ooh. we said that Jesus, that that uh, the Virgin Mary was like really only like a seven as far as the mom scale? Five the backwoods. The bitch time I, I don't know if we talked about that or not, but I was going to ask you who you think is the worst TV mom. The worst TV mom? Yes, the worst. Use case mom is pretty bad. 
from Yu Hakusho. <laughs> well, she was literally like, I'm I'm pretty sure Yusuke's mom was up to some like back page type shit. Yeah. Like she was just Yusuke's mom is pretty in, bad. in bed all day, like just surrounded by food, watching TV. How do they how do they maintain that apartment? Did they ever talk about that? Because Yusuke didn't have a job. Worst TV mom for me would probably have to be Batman's mom, right? Oh, get the <laughs> fuck out! It's like, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Peg from, like, all, uh, Married with Children. I thought you were gonna say Peggy from King of the Hill, and I was like, I will I... fight you! She is a <laughs> mediocre mother! I was gonna is Peg, Peg is not, Peggy from, will differentiate between the two. Peggy Peg... is like my mom. Mmm. That's a pretty good analogy, is, right? Is I feel like Peggy's probably more woke than your at least the way you uh, talk yeah, about yeah, it. She, she definitely is. But um, I mean Peggy is very self-serving. So is Peg from Married with Children, though, right? Like So is Angela Pickles' mom. I can't remember her name. I, I feel Angelica like, Pickles. Angelica yeah, Pickles. I was gonna say, mom. who is Angela Pickles? Angelica Pickles is his Angela mom. Angela Pickles? <laughs> Tommy Hilfiger and now Angela, Angela Pickles. <laughs> no, okay. Can you think of any other like terrible TV moms off the top of your head? Anyway, no. Let's explain no. why no. why Virgin Mary is like a seven, <laughs> right? Okay. So Basically, just, all she did was just not fuck up. Literally not fuck. But before we get any more blasphemous. <laughs> If you don't have any other TV moms... Like, do we ever have a Bible on. story where Mary is like, DON'T YOU PUNCH MY KID! Like, where's that story from Virgin Mary? I mean, I feel like... My... All my we have is Bible like... All, all we enough? have is like, yeah, I gave birth to you, and then you were fine, and then I cried it when you died. Like... Is that really all there is? I mean, because you've been doing the study in a you know, the, the biblical text. Look, recently. I may not be jaded in being extremely reductive here since that's a word we have become quite a fan of in the past couple of episodes. Um, listen. I also said this was a hot take. So and a lot of our hot takes, we, I will admit, I have said hot takes on here that I don't believe. So are you saying, are you saying right now that the worst mom in all of media history is the mother of Jesus Christ? No, I'm saying she is a very, she's like the Budweiser of mothers. She's fine. Shout out to moms. I hope y'all enjoy yourselves on this day. And thank you for choosing this podcast to listen to on your day of relaxation. Shout out to uh, Tracy and Kelly, especially. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> and, and the mother of my children. <laughs> and Bo from Blackish, right? <laughs> oh, she's a great TV. How about this? We'll, we'll, real quick, we'll shout out great TV, TV moms. moms. Um... Since we couldn't think of any Mama Huxtable, Bo from Blackish, right? Aunt Viv, both Aunt Vivs from Fresh Prince. There's one is higher on the tier list though. But I don't feel like that's worth arguing about on Mother's Day of all days. Not gonna argue over the tier of mothers. Alrighty, we have yet to name a good white mother. I don't know what that says for you. Damn, okay, good white moms. That is a uh, I would say John Stamos' wife from Full House. 
Lori Lachlan, but then she did the thing where she was like too mommy. Uh, Mom hyphen Y, like as a verb. I feel like I should be able to think of good white moms. (laughs) Also, good white moms definitely sounds like an ABC sitcom. That gets canceled in one season. (laughs) Okay. Welcome back. On this day in history, one week from today, May 7th. Not Mother's Day, but the day before Mother's Day. Hopefully, unless it's... Well, actually, since Mother's Day is always on a Sunday, it could at one it point could be... technically be... Which, actually, it will be in uh, six years, I believe. Well, what I'm saying is, since you dropped this on Saturdays, most of the time, people won't hear it on Mother's Day. Unless they choose to listen to it on Mother's Day, and if you do, shout out. But, one week from today... In... This day, 1429. 14, the English siege of Orleans was Dug broken deep. by Joan of Arc and the French army. Dug deep for that one. By Joan of Arc? Joan of Arc was a real person? Joan of Arc was a real person. Just I like, just like Jesus was a historical figure. Real person that it did exist. Just like King Arthur was a historical figure and technical real. That one they can't prove. Yeah. Uh, okay, but they... They can prove Jesus. Can they? Yes. Can they? Roman records. I... Listen. Jesus has been proven to be a historical Listen. figure. But given the... All right, we're getting way off topic again. Joan of Arc! <laughs> I wasn't going to argue about it anymore because it's not, it's not on topic. But Joan of Arc, who was a real person on this day in history, broke through... The English Siege of Orleans, uh, which was a major turning point in the almost never-ending war between England and France. Did you say Orleans? So like Orleans. The original, the original Orleans. Orleans. Not, not New Orleans. The original Orleans in France. For contextual information. And in 1700... In, damn, once again, reaching back. William time. Penn began monthly meetings for blacks advocating emancipation. Ooh, okay. Of Penn State face. Like, no, that was a terrible that was a terrible joke. Guys, that was a joke. Obviously not that dumb. Okay? This was an abolitionist movement starting uh more than 150 years before the Civil War. Okay. In which uh state? Pennsylvania. It's William Penn. Oh, so of Penn State fame. Ah, uh, see I am that dumb. <laughs> By that dumb you mean that smart? because I'm taking the time to learn. Here we are learning things. My ice is just clinging away in the fucking microphone today. Welcome back to the Unhinged episodes. In 1867. In 1867. This one I think is hilarious. Okay. Swedish chemist Alfred Nobel patents dynamite in England. The first of three patents he would receive for the explosive material. And this is Alfred Nobel of the Nobel Prize. Of Nobel Prize fame? Of Nobel Prize fame! The guy that they named the Nobel Prize after invented dynamite. Really? Yeah. No, actually, it was a way to... So, technically, the thing that makes dynamite go boom already existed, because obviously, you know, nitroglycerin or whatever. He just invented the way to stabilize it so that it didn't go boom every time it shook really hard or heated up a little bit, um, now you needed a blasting cap. And 
that made nitroglycerin, which was an extremely valuable tool for doing things like, I don't know, everything, mining, um, clearing passageways, uh, weapons, because, you know, we always need... The 4th of July? ...of destruction. Yeah, no, uh, the 4th of July, uh, which had not had... No, no, had no, happened. It, it yeah. was 1867. Yeah, yeah, so it had happened at this point, right? Um, yeah, so no, he took that and made it safe for everybody to use and eventually, <laughs> eventually would be used against the government in a way that um, shaped the modern labor movement. You gotta start unions because if not, we'll blow you the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> some IRA shit. I mean, it, it was some IRA shit. I'm sure there were tons of Irish people in this country fighting to be able to unionize for their You're goddamn right rights. they were. And uh, they were using dynamite to do it. So thank you, uh, Mr. Nobel. We appreciate you and your contribution. And... In 1945, Oh, Which, we're getting a little bit. For our listeners, Do you last know? week we had a we had two of this day in histories from 1945. Can I, can I blow your mind real quick though? Is, Is it that, about dynamite? No, this isn't using. So can I blow your mind? Sans dynamite. <laughs> sure. That's almost a hundred years ago. Shut up. There are still World War II survivors out there somewhere. Like, that shit is fucking crazy to me when I think about it, dude. Like, when you say 1945, like, we're in 2022. Like, that's literally only 23 more years from now. And... I mean, did you see the meme I posted yesterday where it was like, how do you explain the 2000s, granddad? And I just posted the poster for the movie Rat Race. That was a very, very white one. Because, like, I immediately thought Cuba about... Cuba Gooding Jr. was in it! I mean, I immediately thought about upside-down visors, uh, spiky bleached hair, and, like, goggle sunglasses. Do you remember how the movie Rat Race ends? Also, shiny, shiny, like, track suits. Shutter shades. Shutter shades. God. For the later half of the decade. Yeah, dude. No, but do you remember how the movie oh. Rat Race ends? No. No. No, you know what the answer to this question is? Malibu's most wanted. I got game cast. <laughs> That's the one line from this know, movie. I will. You want to know how the two, what the two thousands were like? Go watch Malibu's most wanted. <laughs> or, or I have no idea how well that movie's aged. <laughs> absolutely fucking terribly. I am sure. It's like no. It's Jamie Kennedy and Anthony Anderson, and it's probably surprisingly woke for its time. <laughs> for a movie that was a parody of all of the wrong stereotypes. Right? <laughs> yes. God, dude. Oh, God. It even had, like, the fucking, like, the Indian dude with, like, the fucking rocket launcher and stuff yes. like that. Like, oh, my God. Go... Go watch Malibu's Most Wanted if you want a problematically hilarious time. I bet you you and I would probably laugh louder at that movie now. Yeah. And just be like, we shouldn't I'm be literally, laughing. literally, like, I don't know why I had this movie stored rent-free in my brain, but it is literally replaying. The entirety of the movie is replaying in my brain right now. Um, well, I got GameCast. Well, I mean, there's GameCube and there's Dreamcast. I said I got GameCast! So, was was that your last this day in history? No. Oh, we didn't. I didn't even say what happened in 1945. <laughs> okay. 
1945, this World War II unconditional German surrender to the Allies by General Alfred Joel at Rhymes. Wow. Now, for the people that listened last week, one week ago, one week ago on this day in history, the Russian army stormed the Reichstag and Hitler killed himself. So one week later, Germany was like white flag. Well, obviously, right? The fucking Fuhrer has offed himself. What the fuck are they supposed? Could you imagine if like Germany had been, I don't know, uh, fucking, what, what was Hitler's uh, right hand man's name? Uh, I know Mengele was the doctor. Joseph Mengele, no. No, it was uh, Goebbels, Goebbels? Yeah. Joseph Gar Joseph Goebbels? Oh, and didn't he? No, and he had already flown to fucking England, right? And like tried to get them to be like, hey, look, no, I can get Hitler to surrender if you can agree to that. not kill me. Right. So yeah, no, fuck that. Damn. So all of that happened within the same month. Well, yeah, obviously all of that happened within the same month. Right. That was a week apart from the last week this day in history. Yeah. One week from today. Yeah. So that's a mouthful. It's just. Always has been. Um, in 1997! Oh! More recent. Science fiction film The Fifth Element, written and directed by Luke Benson, starring Bruce Willis and Milia Jakovic, is released. At that point, it was is the most expensive European film ever made. Milia Jakovic? That's how you say her last name? Yeah. That's relevant because Bruce Willis has announced that he is retired. Right? And, uh, you know, I think he's got, like, two more movies that are getting ready to come out, and he's done. So, how He's fitting. been doing it since the 80s. I don't blame him. Yeah, nah. I mean, can't be Clint Eastwood in it out here. Soon enough, you'll be talking to a chair. Die Hard is classic. Like, absolute classic. I don't I see mean, Bruce Willis doing the Clint Eastwood. Talking to a chair? I beg to do I totally could see Bruce Willis going off the fucking hinges for like some political stance that he just feels like, you know, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't take it so hard on cops. And then the next thing you know, he's at some police union's ball talking to a chair like, listen here, little man, you know, if you stand up and you do the right thing, you won't end up in the same situations that get people killed on a daily basis. Our police are just trying to do their job. You can't see it? He played a cop! What's worse, Clint Eastwood yelling at the chair or Tom Cruise jumping on the couch? Definitely Clint Eastwood yelling at the chair, dude. Like, Tom Cruise was excited for the love of his life. Clint Eastwood was trying to threaten Barack Obama for, <laughs> like, a good 15 minutes. Right? Like, trying to, like, sensationalize a black man being president <laughs> to scare white America into voting for, what was it, John McCain? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Which one seems less harmful to you? <sighs> How did we get there from? Oh, yeah, right. Because <laughs> this is the tangent episode. And in 2012... Vladimir Putin is sworn in for his third six-year term as president. God, you just got these heavy-handed, like, moments in history loaded today, don't you? Like, fucking... Putin. We're here to put culture in contact, sir. Putin got as many sequels as the Rambo movies, 
Oh, and of course, uh, just like um, all the other days in history, there were a lot of uh, executions, exiles, and general prejudice cons uh, done against Jewish people. Wow. Sounds like... It's like every single day that I look up in history, it's like more, oh, this exiled Jewish party, or they exterminated all of these Jewish people. It's like literally every day in history. Sounds it's like... pretty gross. Business as usual. That was a joke. That was a joke, guys. Just before and before you get to type in, it was a joke. Ooh, I had an idea. I have one earlier in this week. Ready? So... Is this a joke or a this day in history? No, this is a, a joke slash brilliant idea. Ready? So, you know on Spotify, they flag episodes with COVID warnings? Do they? Yes. Have we gotten a COVID flag? We've not gotten a COVID flag, but we're about ah, to. We're about wait, to. No, Are you ready? What? Are you no, ready? All right, why? so everything why? that I say, after I say the word, after this next time, lemonade. Everything I say, I do not believe. Ready? So whenever you say lemonade, you're about to say something you don't believe. And then bookend it with that word again. Why? Lemonade. COVID created in China by scientists, crazy people, and drinking bleach will cure it. And maybe if you get a vaccine, your blood will turn into gasoline. Lemonade. Now we're going to get flagged with the COVID warning. That clap was so loud. I know it peaked, right? God damn. God damn. Now we're going to get hit with a COVID warning. By the way, I did bookend it with uh, lemonade. So. So why are we looking for a COVID warning? I don't know. Maybe we can go viral that way. Joe Rogan did it. Joe Rogan did it. Isn't that the method to success? Just follow everything Joe Rogan does? So does that mean we have to like shave our heads and start taking uh, focus pills and stuff like that? Gotcha. Alpha brain. Yeah, do we have to start taking alpha brain and watching UFC fights? I just want to say that uh, not Pete Davidson, Pete Holmes was way on the alpha brain beforehand. I'm not against neuro... Uh, what are they called? Like neurotropics or whatever the fuck Neurotropics. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm on Adderall, so... <laughs> I don't think... Do you think there's an alpha brain equivalent to Adderall? Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure if I took both, I'd be able to, like, see sounds. So you'd get synesthesia. And uh, smell colors. Synesthesia. And hear voices. So it's pretty, <laughs> I mean, if you can hear voices, doesn't that mean your ears work? I'm so happy, cause today I found my friends And we're in gonna my take head. a break. Welcome back to the show. That is not weekend update, but hopes that y'all tune in every week to figure out what the update is. It's the flood with Doc and Zig. Yo. Where every now and again Zig likes to give his best rendition of Michael McDonald 
Um, oh my god. <laughs> Please tell me you are not serious. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the he's seething. Please tell he's me you seething. are not serious. <laughs> he's like, did you just fucking say I sound like Michael McDonald? No, I need to know if you know who sings that song. I mean, obviously it's Elton John. Okay, thank God. <laughs> are you kidding me? I was actually doing the William Shatner version. Which is why I said Michael McDonald. God damn it. It's not the William Shatner version. <laughs> Listen. You did call it that it was Elton John, though. But you know what we called? We called this. This motherfucker don't miss. No, he's fucking good. That motherfucker don't miss, man. He's good. In the heat of battle, he don't miss. No. In the heat of controversy, he don't miss. No. Flamin' Hot Cheetos flavored Mountain Dew has gone nationwide. The same flaming hot Cheetos Mountain Dew that we talked about like a, a year, year and a half ago. ago. Yeah, it was a year and a half ago. So that, that the, was launched as like an experiment in Atlanta of all the, places. The I feel some kind of way that they chose that city. The test run went that well that um. So did you get some flaming hot Cheetos Mountain Dew for us to try? Fuck no. Uh, I feel like I feel like we might have to since it's gone nationwide. All right, so how about this? We'll make our peep s'mores the same and thing, we'll and we'll chase them, them with flaming and... hot Cheetos Mountain Dew. Oh, and then vomit everywhere. God, tweet at us and let us know if that's something you would like for us to do. Smash that like button if you want to see. Me give myself indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the way we do this is we eat the s'mores, we drink the Mountain Dew, then we take the Prilosec. Okay, I was gonna say this. After that, I'm probably gonna wanna die. So. It's like, it's not this. Anyway, can't we that called terrible. that shit, everybody. Um, so while what we is may wrong be. With y'all? I need to know. Hold on, hold on. We called that shit. While we may be a weekly wrap up show, we also can see into the future. That's what sets us apart from Weekend Update, right? We don't just talk about the trends. We set the trends. We tell y'all what vibes are shifting. We're like Uatu. We tell y'all when the vibes are shifting. Speaking of a vibe shift, I read another article this week in The Cut, right? Um, one of the New Yorkers, like, sub yeah. uh, This one focuses on, like, fashion and trends and stuff. Um, and it was all about... It was all about the uh, this this feeling that there's a vibe shift coming, right? And that general conscious of pop culture is shifting and changing again, right? And we're going through another metamorphosis. People are uh, a little less caring about you know being so moral and you know when it comes to being like woke values and things like that what is i was gonna ask you uh what is something you would like to see left behind as we move forward here into the next year into this vibe shift what is something you hope dies fascism Serious answer. Okay, uh, fascism. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the right answer. No, anyway, uh, no, seriously though, what's something that you would like to see, like, on its way out? 
I would like the trap rap copycats to be gone. Mm. So you think that you would you want more diversity when it comes to like hip hop? Also, and, like, you're not this. from Atlanta. Don't try to be from Atlanta. Ah, uh, shout out to Amaretta the Great. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like, no, I, I I know you don't know what don't I buy, mean. Don't bite. Don't bite. I mean, you know what I mean. Don't bite no, off their I'm, flows like that. Uh, like yeah. if, some so people just can't fucking do it. So would you branch that out even further and say um, everybody trying to mimic? the popular style instead of valuing like an individual unique approach. Yeah, so let's take an anime example here, right? Mm. Demon Slayer. Do you think it's too tri- okay, so by saying- Where do you think I'm going with this analogy before I I even go into it? I don't know where you're going with it, but I want to cut into it already by saying, uh, don't you think anime is a little bit too trendy right now? Which is what makes this analogy perfect. Okay, so what is your analogy? Like, if you're saying that people are trying to copycat, well, Zenitsu only knows one sword style. Just the lightning slash and clap. Right, okay, so I... But he's really good at the lightning flash and clap. So I would argue that all the people that you are quoting, or all the people that you are saying are mimicking the trap rap style would argue that that style is one of the most noticeable and the most favorite styles out right now, right? Like, if you want to get noticed in hip-hop music, uh, it, you gotta come out with a banging track record, right? Like, so you just kind of proved yourself, like, wrong? Maybe? Maybe? Fuck success. Stay punk rock. Mm, but still I... listen to our podcast. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, isn't the whole point to get people to listen to your music? Isn't that what qualifies as successful? Unless I you are... also want Yeezys to disappear. I want new Yeezys to disappear. You want to go back to the Red Octobers? I want like the the first first line of Yeezys. I'm like, all right, those are pretty cool. But the point where they're looking like fucking moon boots, like, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I want everybody living like they're in a reality TV show to stop. <laughs> and I, I know I say that as the host of a podcast. And but, I feel attacked. Um, and I know I say that being somebody who is on the internet trying to, you know, get eyes centered towards him to promote his podcast, right? But I feel like we are in... A simulation. No, we are in a scenario where, like, even our politicians, right, approach everything like they are trying to pitch their own TV show, and it's so fucking annoying, dude. Like, it's not supposed to be glamorous, right? Like, being a politician isn't something that's supposed to make you a fucking celebrity. Yeah, I, no, it's I, like I got invited to this uh, fundraising gala since I'm running for office. Shameless plug. Yeah, and uh, I mean, they were like, you get to meet Cory Booker. And I'm like, that doesn't really do me much good unless I get him on the podcast. Listen, like, it's all about the brand now, right? Like, everybody got a brand they're pushing. And social media makes you feel like, and the internet makes you, the internet in general makes you feel like you have to, like, sell yourself now. And I would like for that to like change with this upcoming vibe shift. And I'm everybody's not got their brand. The only one who feels like that. 
The New York Post recently put out an article titled The Ultimate Waste Gen Z Says No to TikTok and Other Social Media Apps. Ha! Huh. So from the New York Post. From the New York Post. Which is, uh, we will say, the New York Post is like a... Questionable at best. No, it's 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 a spit-shined tabloid. I thought this article was a tad bit interesting, though. I feel like I've seen a bit of this trend recently where the younger generation isn't as obsessed with their appearance on social media or even participating in social media anymore. According to a recent survey commissioned by investment bank Piper Sandler, only 22% of respondents between the ages of 7 and 22 named Meta the popular photo sharing platform as their favorite app, right? And that's referring to Instagram, Instagram and, Facebook. and Facebook, which is now Meta. In another poll taken by uh, Tallo, another polling uh, company, they said most Gen Z respondents preferred TikTok to Instagram, 34% of them calling it their favorite, right? Uh, out of all the people that they polled, right, it seems that the number of Gen Zers that are actually interested in even using social media is on the steady decline, right? Within like the 15 to 22 percentile range, um, from what I remember reading in the article. I, what I wanted to know was, have you seen that? Being younger yourself and more closely like associated with people who would consider themselves Gen Z, do you see this trend as well? Or do you think that this is something fabricated by the New York Post? just to kind of make headlines about, like, you know, social media. Well, Kellen is, like, minuscule TikTok famous. But when you talk to Kellen, does he really seem as obsessed with social media as they made, or as the millennials that you think were? Nah. As Kellen, a millennial Kellen, yourself. Kellen's really interesting in the case that they really dove into vintage culture. Like, Kellen, like, rep Wu-Tang, like, Kellen's almost like an ironic hype beast. So, I feel like that's a lot of Gen Z, me personally, and this may sound very boomer. Of, I will say Kellen does it in, like, say. the best possible way. I mean, most of them are authentic in their fandoms, right? But they take to retro culture as a fandom, right? They take to it as... Almost as a trend, right? Like, it's trendy now to listen... It's trendy to listen to classic rock again, right? Like, it's trendy to wear the band tees. It, just like Macklemore made it fucking trendy to go thrift shopping and shit like that. Trying I'll to get argue at, that classic band tees never really went out of style. I mean, the Vogues and all of that may disagree, but... What I'm really trying to get at is do you see this as a clear definitive downtrend for social media do you feel like as we move into this vibe shift that i was talking about do you think social media is on its way out as the serious like staple that it is in today's culture i'll say on campus um where i certainly am one of the older people right this is actually interesting in two ways. 
everybody, not everybody is like on their phones walking all the time. Like there are a lot of people like actually talking with each other as they're right. walking. Yeah. The uh, other really interesting thing is I was in one of my classes and there was somebody who graduated from AACC like six or seven years after I did okay. in my class. Okay. And he was, and we watched a, a, a bit of the show Community. Uh, which came out in 2011. Right. So, the show about two years yeah. before I graduated community college, and the show is about community college, and like it's crazy, hectic, okay. super mixed, like they had all of that shenanigans and everything like that. Yeah. And he was talking about his experience at community college, and he was like, it was nothing like that. It was very boring and bland. And then I raised my hand, and I was like, when I went there, they still had the game room. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that back area in the cafeteria, that was closed off with glass doors. And it had a ping pong table and a pool table. And everybody would gather there and play hacky sack and smoke cigarettes. And that, to me, I, I told him, I was like, to you, community seems like an exaggeration. Right. To me, it's parody. So, your point? My point being what were we talking about again <laughs> oh right gen z getting off of so social media social media right because with and you know I, I will say that it's definitely it's in that regard it's different so like where i think that's i really didn't have a point but i was definitely talking about the the generational differences between the two and yeah, that, so that's what I was asking. Somewhere in that ramble, you can all extrapolate a point. <laughs> so, at my point here being with, you know, uh, the data coming out now that social media, like, there was that leak from Facebook's internal investigation that found that, you know, Instagram is having a harmful impact on teenagers, especially young teenage girls, like mental well-being mm -hmm. and their mental health state, the impact that it has had on communities forming these closed-knit bubbles of feedback loops that just justify their train of thought and how it was intended to be this area of public discourse. Like, I heard somebody describe Twitter as the public town square the other day, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of the saloon like we call it. And I'm still I'm still in the area of I Twitter definitely think like it's more like an saloon. old western saloon. It is not the public fucking It town is square definitely an old western saloon. because um, the guy screaming, you know, <laughs> white power in the fucking public town square gets banned, right? But now that Elon is yeah, Jack Dorsey, like, finished shining his last glass. He walked out. Elon walked in. Bought around for everybody. So, my point being is, with the evidence there that social media is not all flowers, like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg wants us to believe the fucking metaverse is going to be. Do you... And with how corny all of that shit feels now, because even as an increasingly elder millennial 
I feel like it's hard for me to jump back into social media to try and even like promote this podcast, dude, because it all just feels so cringe sometimes, right? Like, I don't give a fuck what you guys think, but I do care what you guys think, right? Just not the fuckheads who were there to just argue with you, right? And that's a lot of the toxic space that is social media that I feel like is pushing the Gen Z crowd away from, right? Like, cause they do value their mental health in a way that even millennials didn't, right? Like we were like the mental health awareness generation. They are the mental health as a priority generation, right? And as social media continues to prove to be harmful for the way people perceive reality, I think it's kind of a good thing that Gen Gen Z may be taking it a little less seriously, right? By deleting their profiles when it becomes too much of an overwhelming force in their life, right? Or just not posting every bit of their existence for other people's approval, right? Like... I mean, like, I've been using TikTok to just whenever I come up with, like, shower thoughts. I I think social media can be fun for people when you use it as a recreational tool, right? But, like, feeling like it is the defining trait of your personality, I think it's good that that is on its way out with this vibe shit. So how do you feel about spending $44 billion on a recreational tool? $44 billion are you talking about, Elon? Yeah. You just said it's a recreational tool, right? It should be. How about a $44 billion for a recreational tool? I'm thoroughly convinced at this point that uh, he just bought it to troll. And I called that. I, I, put, I, I have screenshots. I, I have some screenshots he of some Elon tweets. For God damn it, I wish I could get this number right because I want to say it's, what was it, $420.69 a share? $54.20. $54.20. $54.20. That's what it ended up being because I'm, listen, listen, Elon is such of a fucking troll that I wouldn't be surprised if that is what he paid for every single fucking share. And the thing is, I, he these are some of the tweets that he's been saying ever since. Like, like uh, AOC tweeted. This was one of the big ones. Oh, God. This- Tired of having to collectively stress about what exploitation of hate crimes is happening because some billionaire with an ego problem unilaterally controls a massive communication platform and skews it because Tucker Carlson or Peter Thiel took him out to dinner and made him feel special. Right. Elon responded with, stop hitting on me. I'm really shy. Listen. And then... AOC responded with, I was talking about Zuckerberg, but okay. But if the shoe fits, then Elon will go step it, won't he? Yeah, other things that Elon has tweeted. I was I'm so... buying Coca-Cola to put the cocaine back in. Real magic is only a sip away. I said this from the beginning. He does not, and I tweeted it. And I tweeted it on the platform that Elon now owns, so I know I am only contributing. I know I am only contributing to the problem, so before you tweet at me, Listen to my funny joke, although this one was not a joke. Uh, He does not care about you all. He does not care about your opinions on what you think he should do with Twitter. He is literally doing this to impress the people on Reddit. Uh, (laughs) 
This has nothing to do with you Twitter folk. He doesn't care about your edit button. You might not even get that. He's for going money. for the high courts. No. He wants that karma, baby. He wants to go back to Reddit and be like, look, I made Twitter 4chan. Are you happy now? What do you think what do you think Elon's <laughs> Reddit handle is? Because I know it's not just Elon Musk. It's probably AXE2040. <laughs> Whatever the fuck they named that robot baby. Um, fun facts about Reddit. I thought you were going to say fun facts about the robot baby, and I'm like... Fun facts about Reddit. Has anybody Snoop seen... Snoop Dogg is an actual mod on r slash trees. Has anybody seen Elon Musk robot baby? Like... <laughs> we moved beyond the tabloids to where we need to know, like, every celebrity's, celebrity's kid's name. name. And we'll, we'll talk about celebrity worship here in a minute, because all I really feel like is... This is because Elon wants to be that, like, he wants to be, like, J.P. Morgan, right? Like, he wants to be a rock. And I mean, essentially, he is. But he's not being respected that way uh, because he's a fucking troll. No, he actually wants to be Tony Stark. That's kind of my point, right? Like, he wants to be a Rockefeller, dude. Like, he wants to be looked at like one of the the movers and shakers right and he can't stand that his name comes with that asterisk next to it he not only wants it to be a mover and shaker he also wants to be cool that's my point he can't stand that his name comes with that asterisk next to it for anybody with anybody that exists outside of fucking reddit right like anybody that really looks into the shit that he does will see that he is not the fucking Fonzie of the tech world, right? And he thinks that by buying Twitter, he'll be able to out-cool Jack Dorsey. Um, when Jack Dorsey may actually be that weird, like, stoic, mysterious figure, but, he, but he's not, because now he's focusing all on, like, Square and Bitcoin and shit like that. Speaking of Jack Dorsey, in the sale, he personally made $979 million. You know who, which one of these fucking weird billionaires I feel like could be Batman? Jack Dorsey. Yes. I feel like if it wasn't for the beard, right? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe the beard is a merkin. <laughs> <laughs> So he can be Batman. <laughs> Except for he couldn't do it in America, right? He he is reclusive enough. Yes, to be Bruce Wayne, right? It's like, that's who Elon wants to be. No, he doesn't want to be... So you're saying he wants to be Bruce Wayne, not no, Tony Stark. No, I'm saying Elon wants to be Jack Dorsey. And Elon could never. <laughs> not with Tesla. Is, would you say that, that Jack Dorsey is the closest thing we have to a cool billionaire? There is no such thing as a cool billionaire. And I just want Elon to get that through his head. You know what would make you cool, Elon? You would actually listen to the UN when they came up with that plan to end world hunger that you asked them for. That costed $9 billion. A fraction of what you paid to own the libs? Less than 20%. Of what you paid to own the libs. Like, that's why Elon isn't cool. You know why Elon isn't cool? Because 
Tesla workers have constantly gone on like union strikes and he has fought them tooth and nail every step of the way through. His Tesla factories have been founded to be segregated, right? And he expects us to accept him as an African-American. That's when oh, I- Oh yeah, everybody that's been saying that, he said like, it. You're technically right. He you're also it. actually a twat. He said it. He said it. So, by your standards, you're admitting Elon Musk is a twat. And yeah. that is why he could never be Tony Stark. Because as much of a dickhead as comic book Tony Stark is, not Robert Downey Jr. Tony comic Stark. book Tony Stark is a giant douche. Elon could never. Yeah. Comic book Tony Stark wouldn't have just hired a man in a robot suit to dance around the stage. He would have done that and then actually displayed the robot suit. Right? Yeah. Because that's the kind of troll. Um, no, fuck Elon Musk. Um, I hope he's happy owning one of the shittiest social media platforms that I hope everybody follows me on at Signature Doc. <laughs> I mean, I personally, I love Twitter. It's a giant cesspool, but you know what's great about a cesspool? Watching it from the sides. I mean, Twitter, listen, I joke, right? But I'm on Twitter. Uh, I do think that Twitter is a useful platform, and that is one of the reasons why I'm mad about one single person owning it, like AOC said, right? It's not good for one of the largest communication platforms on the planet. Yeah. You are talking about the app that allowed the Arab Spring to happen, right? The reason why Muammar Gaddafi is dead <laughs> is, could be, hot take said to be because of Twitter. Five the backwoods. And that's not really that hot of a take, dude. January 6th might be partially because of Twitter. Well, that's more like Telegram and shit like that. I'm not saying Elon is entirely evil, but I am saying he is evil by proxy of being a billionaire. Also, like, the richest man on the planet. So, you know, between him and Jeff Bezos... Well, I mean, Tesla stock just tanked, so... I mean, so did... Okay, that was another thing I wanted to talk about, right? Like, every... Everybody's stock tanked. So while we were sitting up here talking shit about Netflix because, like, their quarterly earnings didn't come back as bright as everybody would have hoped, it looks like everybody's shitting the bed right now so you know what that means can we ring the bell ding 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 ding, ding, ding. recession time baby <laughs> ah recession time those have been those have been that has been the buzzword as of late everywhere i'm going in the political spectrum they are talking about how the democrats chances during the midterms are looking drastically awful because it seems like a recession is looming um ever since they you know lifted the gas tax holiday here in maryland gas has steadily been climbing back up yep. five dollars again and it's 425 pretty universal across the board right now it is not looking good for sleepy captain joe america old man steve rogers could not seem to give a right like in his mind he's doing all that he can he just gave what like didn't we just give 
33 billion to Ukraine in efforts to fight Russia. And I'm not, I'm not here to say that Ukraine doesn't deserve help. But you know who else deserves help? Your local resident DoorDasher? Everybody here at home, right? And the Democrats continue to allow fucking Republicans to push this narrative that they are the ones that care about the Americans here while the Democrats are like... Yeah, they care about the Americans here, just not the Americans there. Everybody. (laughs) Everybody needs... Listen, listen. We've got enough money to go around, except for when it comes to universal health care. Oh, um, re, uh, reducing or completely absolving all student loan debt. Um, you know, something that would massively boost the economy and probably keep us from going into a recession, but will Joe Biden do it? Nah, because $50,000 seems, that seems like too much money to, why would... Why would we do that to Sally Mae? She's a nice lady. Obviously, I know Sally Mae is not a real lady. Yep. I remember that name. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, look how look how sad we got. I haven't had to take out a student loan. I'm going to have to now. Not a massive one by any means but there are people in this country with student loans bigger than my fucking mortgage dude and it's crazy that we continue to allow the country to you know tank under the weight of such things all the while telling the american people that there's no solution for them yet unanimously almost unanimously the you know congress and our elected officials came together to send Ukraine a bunch of fucking money. Not saying, and this this is what puts you in a sticky situation as an American and as yep. a Democrat, right? And even as a fucking Republican. To be like, I mean, I guess they deserve that money too, but <laughs> what about the people here who can't fucking afford childcare or the people who are about to lose their job because gas is going back up to seven fucking dollars a gallon and how the fuck are you supposed to drive to work like when we have a terrible public transit system anyway that's enough of breaking doc welcome back to that old segment let's take a break Fuck it, I'm 40. It's Fuck It, I'm 40 podcast with Tracy Kreider and Kelly Bell, where two sisters just one day decided to pick up a mic and start talking about shit. And we think we're fucking funny. And so far, we found out 25 other people do as well. Excellent. So wherever you get your podcast on, come out and find us. We're a good time. Our only rule is don't don't be a dick. Elon Musk, man. Elon Musk, man. <laughs> anyway, so we'll get the stage like he been dusting. Hey, look, look. Whew, nigga, heavy, heavy, heavy. Speaking of heavy, he been rich since oppression. Speaking of rich. Uh, anyway, so 
we'll say, um, we'll get our little Trump date out of the way. Uh, you got a date with Trump? And I'm wearing a tape recorder. Mm. You ready to see the Eggman? No! <laughs> <laughs> Trump is being held in contempt of court for not complying with a New York subpoena and will be fined $10,000 a day Looks that like he does not comply. Looks like we're not the only ones taking our time showing up. <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, Mr. Billionaire is going to show how many billions he's able to lose. Uh, is that what, so I feel like this trial that he has been subpoenaed tax is the New York tax. Is it the tax trial? I thought this was the one for inciting violence No, this is protesters. the tax trial in New York. Putting things in context for you, so many goddamn lawsuits, we can't keep track of them. Shit. And the funniest thing, the New York State one is the most aggressively pursuing and farthest progressed law uh, lawsuit. This this goes, is the one that will get him more than likely. This goes to show you that money buys the law out here, son. Because anybody else subpoenaed for a federal court date that just decided not to show the fuck up. And there are some people who can argue that this is happening because he's president. And if he had... Oh, no, this is a New York case he's getting fined yeah, for. Or an ex-president, right? Like, But that's still my point, right? Because if... Look at Ma fucking Martin Shkreli, dude. Like, they... They went and found that nigga. <laughs> you fuck with government money. <laughs> right. No, Donald, however, they're like, come on, please. Like, it would look good for you. And he's like, no, not go. No, you can't make me. I'm staying here in Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> come get me. No, we're not going to come get you. You still got FBI and fucking CIA detail and shit. And he's like, uh-huh, that's what I thought. <laughs> bitch <laughs> like no why the fuck <laughs> i hate that that guy is still on our fucking payroll i hate the fact that fucking rich people get away with stupid shit like that son it's so retarded dude god forbid well not every rich person gets away from the law well yeah i mean they fucking like martin scrollium i mean olivia wilde was served custody papers while on stage on fucking stage dude Okay, like... For her movie called Don't Worry, Darling. So, as like a process server, do you feel like that is a douche move or like top tier, I did my job? Top tier because that means she's been avoiding him. Uh, it's a celebrity, right? Like, you have to think, like, as a process server, it's probably really hard to be assigned a celebrity who could be anywhere, right? Like, literally, they could be in Los Angeles one minute and then in fucking Shanghai. How like, do you think this went, though? Do you, you think the guy, like, walked in, like, knocked the dude out that was supposed to give the envelope to Olivia Wilde and then, like, walked out, like, here's the envelope, and she opens it, and he's like, you've been served, and no. walks away? No, absolutely not. This nigga bought a day pass, right, and wandered around for a good amount of time, because it was what? What, what was CinemaCon? CinemaCon. Yeah, wandered around CinemaCon, he probably saw him some dope trailers, got to look at that multiverse of madness leak, right, that shows fucking John Krasinski as Reed Richards, like... Great <laughs> casting. That's fucking bananas. I wasn't... 
look, I'm here for the look, right? Didn't see that one coming. I definitely would have thought that, you know, since he's already doing uh, Dr. Fate, like, why not put Pierce Brosnan there? It's like old man Reed Richards. Anyway, that's not the point. To then find his way to the Q&A with... Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde and sit in... That's the part that's killing me, right? Because it's like, he sat there knowing <laughs> what he was going to do the entire time. Like, do you think he sat there methodically, like, going over it in his head? Hey, I have a question for you. You've been served. Hey, I have a... I, hey, I have a question for you. You've been served. Hey, I have a question for you. You've been served! <laughs> like, I just had a really dark thought while you were, like, putting that scenario out. Maybe that's what a shooter feels like before they open wow. up. Wow. Wow. I bet you she felt like she had been shot. She had been shot through the heart. And you're to blame. You give process servers a bad name because that was tacky, dude. He could have caught her as she was walking off stage. He did that shit in the middle of her set. He walked up like Dio from JoJo, like... <laughs> you thought I was a fan, but it's me! <laughs> You're being sued. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, yo. Why do we do that to celebrities? Like, I get it. I get some celebrities still feed into this idea that they are, like, holier than thou. But with this Will Smith thing, the fucking Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case, right, like... This Olivia Munn situation, it's got me thinking, Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I mean, Olivia Munn does everything with, uh... Pete Holmes. John Mulaney. Yeah, John She Mulaney. does everything with John Mulaney. Yeah, no. That was a little messy. Yeah, listen, but... With this whole Olivia Wilde thing, it's got... So another thing that I hope is on its way out with the vibe shift, right? Is the toxic obsession with celebrity relationships. Listen... I am so tired of y'all in this fucking Johnny Depp trial, right? Like this Johnny it, it Depp. It has actually Amber been going Hurt on for trial. like two weeks now. I'm and I'm tired of it already, dude. I really feel like y'all are riding Johnny Depp's dick harder than Amber Heard could have ever done on all of the wine she apparently has been drinking. <laughs> listen, listen. I understand that. There are false accusers out there. And it's fucked up to put that kind of, put any, it's fucked up to put anybody in that kind of a situation, right? Where they have their public image questioned on something that is a very serious accusation, right? But I feel like y'all are really not rooting for Johnny Depp here. I don't, I don't think this is about Johnny to y'all. I really don't feel like this is y'all wanting the good name of Captain Jack Sparrow to not be tarnished. I feel like y'all want women to suffer, right? <laughs> like, I really... I really, did not say that! No, I feel... I said it. I said it. Because the way y'all are taking to dragging Amber Heard as if... As if tons of women haven't done what she's done and been absolutely justified, 
right? Yeah. Like, they literally jumped on this, like, see, another good man trying to go. Listen, all of y'all sitting here acting like Johnny Depp hasn't shit his own bed before. <laughs> Come on. Y'all not gonna tell me. Misery loves company. Amber Heard wasn't doing all that shit by herself. I don't care what all of the fucking testimony says. Johnny Depp got enough Disney money to pay all the fucking people off. And there could be some authentic, like, experiences there. Like, I'm not trying to say Johnny Depp is a fucking dickhead, right? But what I am trying to say is, you're not going to have me believe that the guy who showed up to Hollywood not ever intending to act but becoming one of the world's most notorious actors isn't some kind of jaded weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, anybody who thinks that Johnny Depp is a normal, rational person... Go talk to Winona Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> um, and apparently they're still really good friends, but I mean, that's because misery loves company. Anybody who thinks Johnny Depp is a good person, go talk to Joaquin Phoenix. Talk to Rivers Phoenix. That's my point. Was him Johnny and, there? Him and River. yes. Him and River Phoenix were also good friends. And then you No, was he there when Rivers died? That's, I'm pretty sure, like on some Ray J shit. And even if he wasn't, you date your good friend's girl after he commits suicide? And ODs? Come on, y'all still really think Johnny Depp is a good person? I'm not saying he's a terrible person, I'm just saying he's a person, right? Like, let's stop pretending that Amber Heard is the actual turd because she's shitting Johnny's bed. She's not looking great, though. No. She's not looking great, though. I'm not I'm not here defending Amber Heard, but what I am saying is the way that y'all are, like, trying to, like, crowd surf It takes Depp, two to pour out a bunch of gasoline and light it on fire. The way y'all are trying to court or, like, court surf, the way y'all are trying to crowd surf Johnny Depp out of the courtroom, like... <laughs> It's almost like the fucking R. Kelly trial in the boondocks, right? Right, oh my god. That's what it feels like. The, first, the thing that always pops in my head when I think of that is, why do you support R. Kelly? And then the, the, the woman outside is like, because he good. That's what it feels like. But that's Captain Jack Sparrow. Like, come on, that's Edward Scissorhands. I can imagine him being, him being a dick. Come on, son. Come on, son, I'm not saying Johnny Depp is fucking Robert Kelly, right? But what I am saying is the way that y'all are trying to drag Amber Heard through the fucking fire is, it, I don't know, it feels a little personal. Like, y'all a little hurt, right? Like, y'all really just feel like, I don't know, women should know their place, but maybe that's, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm, I'm well, I mean, you're not completely out of bounds when also say, Amber get a better fucking lawyer, dog. Yeah, for real. Her lawyer be rich. <laughs> God, if anybody's making Johnny Depp look good, it's Amber Heard's fucking lawyer. But <laughs> you were just talking about, you know, keeping people out of spaces, and I sent you a tweet earlier this week about black magic player was like you guys have always made us feel kind of on the outside oh my god there's actually a black magic player there's several you don't say there's a, at least a handful a whole handful god damn that's like eight right <laughs> yeah jesus my goodness 
Ooh, no, magic has come a long way. You have got to, and one of them spoke out about the lack of other people of likeness, huh? Yeah, and then, you know, I think I sent you the tweet that followed a uh, white fellow. Do you have the tweet? I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, go ahead, pull it up. Who was saying, why are you damning the whole community? And I'm like, dude, not a hurt dog. Not helping your case. A hurt dog said this. God damn it! I can't type black people MTG because I just get Marjorie Taylor Greene updates. I said this a long time ago. One of the big reasons, as childish as this may feel, but I was a child. Oh my God. Mark Mestico tweeted back at somebody. I'm just scrolling through. And Mark said, I've watched at a Grand Prix someone tell the black player across from them that they were shocked that they lost because, quote, black people are always worse at magic than white people. This is one of the dozens of interactions I've seen traveling across the world to play magic, not online. So as I was getting ready to say, as somebody who has been into tabletop games, you know, I played Yu-Gi-Oh, I played Pokemon. Magic always looked interesting, especially because of the art style, right? Like, I'm also someone who was into the more, like, gothic and occult kind of, like, art style and aesthetic in the beginning. Like, I wandered into Hot Topic and shit, but a lot of that shit felt off limits to me as a teen growing up, right? Because I didn't see black people in those spaces and then when you try to like inquire about oh wow the tweet got deleted did it yeah but um i did manage to uh, send you a screenshot of it there is no place in mtg community for black folks and i've been saying that for like five years now y'all actively pushed out so many of them and y'all haven't done much of anything to mitigate that so as i was So, following up with what I was saying in regards to that, it's not just magic, the gathering. It is the fantasy genre as a whole. The fantasy genre as a whole has been gatekept away from black people, and I will extend that out to people of color in general for, like, the history of modern media. How many Magic the Gathering cards can you think of that do not have a traditionally European white character on them? There is one that has been pushed very far into the forefront, and his name is Teferi. He is a uh, black... Token. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Um, he's one of Urza's students, black guy. Super powerful okay. time mage. So a token. He's married to another really powerful warrior. Who and his is, is is another person of character. He's per- another person of color. color. Yes, it's, a, it's another person of color. Oh well, okay. Kudos to Magic the Gathering for that. And then their daughter, she gets white mana, so she becomes not only super intelligent but also pure through white mana. Man, uh predicament (laughs) can you think of any others though there's kaya i mean like they've done a lot to expand on their like recently 
recently, the past, I will say in the last 10 years. And Magic has been out since when? 1992. 1990. Really? I felt like... It's as old as I am. I thought it was a 70s thing. It came out the same year I was born. Okay. So, my point is... They still have 20 years of extremely problematic history. Why? Dog, why is that even necessary for a genre where fucking dragons exist? Right? Like orcs. Goblins. Witches. But it's so wild for black people, For right? a black person to show up. Right? right? <laughs> or to be, like, it doesn't... They made it even a thing in Attack on Titan! Dude, like, it's crazy that they showed up in Attack on Titan, right? Yeah, like, no, it was like this black dude showed up and they were like, why is your skin different? And he's just like, I don't know, it's just dude, the way it is! Come on, Japan, it's so unnecessary, right? Like, it is so fucking unnecessary, right, for continually it to be a thing. Right? When, like, there's no... Not, like, the darkest thing in Lord of the fucking Rings is the orcs. Right? And they're corrupted elves. What does that... What does that... What kind of unintentional... And sure, it can be unintentional. Right? Like, we can sit... I can sit here and agree that some of this shit may just be unintentional. Because of the backgrounds of the people writing these kinds of stories. Yeah. Right? But that's my exact point. That's why Black Panther hit so fucking hard, right? Because it was one of the first times we've seen black fantasy portrayed in such a well-done, excellent piece of representation, Mm -hmm. right? Even in the superhero genre, where we're talking about the underdog coming up to become the champion, Right? Like, those kinds of stories are still lacking people of color. So much so that we had to come up with our own, like, comic book company for this shit. Right? The, mm-hmm. the, the ones where Static Shock comes from. And all of that. Yeah. Which, once again, I'm forgetting the goddamn name of at the moment. But, you get my... It, there is absolutely no reason for that tweet to be so goddamn real. Right? There's not. There's not. And I, there's no reason for it to have been gotten deleted. No. Like, no. the fact that, that, that a that black got- person posted that and felt so much pressure to where he had to delete it. What do you always like to say? The, uh, the, the exception proves the rule. Oh, yes. The exception <laughs> proves, proves the, the rule. rule. The exception proves the rule. One of the only... <laughs> one of the seven <laughs> magic players that happens to be black... One of the only seven black players commented on how there's only seven of them, and y'all bullied him into probably quitting the game. So now there's only six. Congratulations, Magic the Gathering. And um, honestly, the rest of the fantasy genre, because- Honestly, I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna tweet right now. I'm gonna go, when we go on break, I'm gonna tweet like that. I'm just gonna be like, y'all are so fucking atrocious that the one black guy said this, you made him fucking delete the tweet. It is ridiculous we had to wait so long for something like Black Panther when, in reality, the whole reason we have uh, MCU is because of a black man. A black man who a lot of Reddit and Hollywood don't like at the moment, but we can't deny that if it wasn't for Blade, Wesley Snipes. Also, uh, 
groundbreaking in the fantasy genre because, I mean, how many fucking black vampires do you ever actually fucking see? I've met a few. Listen, outside of Blackula, <laughs> right? <laughs> when Blade came on the scene, everybody was like, oh, this is different, right? Like, this is... It, in a time where everything seems so similar, you would think fresh takes would be welcome, right? Like, you yeah. would think instead of getting another Thor movie, which I'm cool with finding Thor find himself, right? But, like, what about a Shango movie, right? Like, Shango is almost identical to Thor in the, like, Thunder God, like, so where's Shango from? Emerson. So what I was getting to say is they're similar in those aspects, right? Like, the characters can, like, if we're talking about, like, cool powers, like... African mythology has those things, like, right? Like, uh, the reason why Shang-Chi and the fucking Ten Rings popped is because, like, we're more familiar with, like, Chinese mythology at this point, but it's not as widely appreciated under and understood as African mythology be. in American culture it seems wholly it untapped. Is, it is totally untapped. That's why I brought Shango into it, right? Because, dude, that's talking about the uh, Loa or the Yoruba uh, Yoruba Yoruba God? I, I don't know. I'm probably pronouncing that terribly Americanized, right? But it's one of the world's oldest like religious practices. Uh, one of the world's oldest languages, right? So it has some of the world's oldest stories that have transcended and transformed into many different religious aspects as the African diaspora spread across the world, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can find reachings of it in Santeria, which is practiced in the Dominican Republic and in Haiti. Um, a lot of y'all may know it as voodoo, uh, which is the Haitian term mm -hmm. for the practice, right? Or voodoo, which is American folklore. And some of these things are occasionally used in like American horror story. They use some of these. A lot of the, a lot of this like comes that. from like the New Orleans right. Delta. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I can't wait for the day where we see stories using like a Nazi and all of that. I'm wondering is if it seems like African folklore is pretty much like the most wholly untapped folklore that Hollywood has ever used. Do you think that it is? I mean, Native American folklore, right? Like also true. We're but I was gonna say, you feel like Hollywood feels like they couldn't ever attempt it because it's like almost like an Oscars too white. How could like a white? That's. The reason why representation matters, not just on screen, but off screen. Stop putting old white men in these writers' rooms to tell us the same stories that we've been told. All they know is the Bible and Greek mythology and Shakespeare, right? Like, how many times are y'all gonna give us taming of the fucking shrew? Like, stop it. Stop it. How many times are we gonna have to see Hamlet done over and over again? Right? By the way, that's a lot of your favorite movies are actually just Hamlet. Sorry, yes. Listen, I love, you know, James Bond like the next guy, and I can't wait to see Henry Cavill as James Bond. <laughs> Cavill? Henry Cavill? 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 Well, no, our whole bit is I say Cavill, you say Cavill. <laughs> 
and I can't wait to see him as James Bond. Of all of the castings, that's the one I like the most. Most likely, that's the one I like the most. Front runner, from what I understand. But my point is, James Bond with Idris Elba would have been just as fucking dope, son. And y'all, I, I told you, the, I told you, the only reason I don't like it is because it, to me, it would feel just like Idris Elba playing himself. I feel like that's because you see Idris Elba as a standalone, right? Because that's how you're taught to look at black actors. No, right? no, no, because no, 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 so no, no, no. He's them. totally different in Stringer Bell. Completely. Completely different cat. I'm just saying, like the suave, charming, handsome British guy. That is Idris Elba. That's also James Bond. <laughs> so why could we not see him jet setting and foiling the bad guy? Right? Like people love to see Idris Elba as the bad guy. I've seen him as the bad guy in so many movies now that I wouldn't be surprised. If they gave him an ult, or not an ultimatum, if they gave him a compromise and allowed him to still be in a James Bond movie, but as fucking Goldfinger or something, right? <laughs> like, come on, man. It's so wild to me that even, I'll even include spy genre in the fantasy genre, right? Like, that black people and people of color are kept out of these spaces. There's so many Indian people in the UK that I wouldn't even be fucking mad at them making an Indian dude the next James Bond. As big as fucking Bollywood is, I'm sure they could find an Indian actor to do that. Look at the Green Knight and how that shit just did. Yeah. Right? So please, please tell me why. Why that tweet was so real, son. It's no, there's no reason for the fantasy genre to be so fucking gatekept. The fact that it got deleted is so extremely telling. It, it's, it's, and that actually kind of disgusts me as a magic player. It should be disgusting to anybody that actually And it's looks really it. disgusting to me considering how almost the magic community to me seems like the Rachel Nichols of social justice. This is the big, this is the elephant in the room of nerdism, right? As nerdism became popular culture. Shout out to UAL. And as much as it is done to help push the diversity movement, it is still a heavily like white dominated space, right? And I don't feel like that's representative of what the culture actually is, as inclusive as it can be, right? But I do feel like we still have that largely vocal minority, right? Your Rick and Morty fans <laughs> who make people of color feel unwanted even in the space that was traditionally known for outcasts, right? So it's like, where do we go? That's why I told you in the tweet when you sent me that, I was like, yeah, no, that's why little black kids grow up pretending to be fucking LeBron and Jay-Z and LeBron and Drake instead of fucking Superman and Batman. Right, because in the hood, that is Superman and Batman. <laughs> you, I mean, both of those are white guys, right? Like, I get, I can't. It's like I'm not gonna say I can't name one black journalist, <laughs> right? But I guarantee you, there are black kids listening to this podcast right now that can't name one black journalist. But I mean, we can't really count like Tana Hesikotz and 
I was thinking about Bomani Jones. Oh, um, Bomani Jones is another one. Also, still a sports sports journalist. I mean, no disrespect to Bomani Jones. But <laughs> no, Bomani Jones is great. Yeah. So, my point is, the exception proves the rule here, and there's no reason that this rule should still be so prevalent in an era where everybody agreed that Black Panther was a fucking amazing film, right? I'm calling out the MTG community on this for a second. Call them out. <laughs> So, for all y'all who all y'all. are rightfully very pro-LGBTQ+, aware and sensitive, the fact that you made this black guy delete this tweet because he felt so attacked is a egregious show of hypocrisy, and y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Violation. Throwing a flag on the play. Red flag. Is it so hard to imagine black people in the world Wizards, of fantasy. Warlocks, witches, fairies of the like, mermaids even. Why is it so hard? If we're talking about accepting people the way that they're born, why does that not apply to the color of their skin? Listen, That's what I'm calling out the MTG community. Do y'all even watch The Witcher? Y'all know what's happening to the elves? And nobody sees that? Duh, guys, come on. I don't understand how people can look at the fantasy genre and see the overlapping, like, narratives, see the overarching narratives of accepting people for who they are and their unique perspectives and what they bring to the game, but then still look at a black guy playing Magic the Gathering and being like, whoa, whoa, everybody clutch your decks. <laughs> clutch your decks. Did the lights just go out? There's like eight black people in here. Well, hold on, hold on. I was at a Yu-Gi-Oh! Shonen Jump Championship in Philly, <laughs> and the lights did go out for about seven seconds, and when they turned back on, I definitely heard somewhere in the room, where's my bag? So... And then followed by, hey, where'd that black guy go? Well, there's a lot of them at Yu-Gi-Oh! Tournaments. Y'all are the majority at Yu-Gi-Oh! Tournaments. Y'all. We're the majority. It's like, no, we're, listen. Um, and that's what, for me as a card player, that's what's really weird. Is I grew up playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And I was used to being, like, in the minority when it comes to the Yu-Gi-Oh! community at the competitive level. I didn't get it for the longest I time. I didn't But I, I it, it, to me, it just was. You know what I mean? I... Like the 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 tweet but that that's I... the exact way that I felt about being someone interested in or ever like thinking about exploring an interest in the fantasy genre, right? Like it just wasn't for me because you you rarely see anybody who looks like me. so, and that was one one the reason why I brought up The Witcher earlier is because. It's one of the things I really like about The Witcher, even though there are no, I'm not going to say there are no uh, people of color in the main cast because they do have the one black wizard, right, who has somewhat of a supporting role. But for the most part, their casting is diverse, right? Like, it, they, it's not like they had a type when they were seeking people for this fantasy yeah. world. Anybody who fit the bill came in and was able to get on that set. Not like 
Lord of the Rings, where it was the purest Aryan fantasy I've ever seen in my fucking life. Dude, like, not a goddamn, nothing pale, nothing with more, like, tan in their skin than an Irishman. <laughs> Go back and watch Lord of the Rings again, dude. Anything that isn't an orc is, like, pink, son. So, I wanted to say, like, Even what I was saying, hobbits. I grew up the playing Yu-Gi-Oh! I grew up playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And I was in the minority of that community. And while I was always curious as to why, I just kind of, like, accepted it. Like, to me, it was like, this is a little weird, but okay. Uh, and then when I went to, to play Magic, and it was, like, all exclusively white people. And not only that, but, like, the whole... Like, they were so... Not more serious, but they had it's less sense of humor. Yeah, it's tits. And it was always unnerving to me. And now that I, like they're trying to, like, it, it's bullshit. Like, saying that you're so open and accepting, and then you cause this black player, he's probably going, like you said, he's going to stop playing Magic because it's a horrible experience he had with all of these players. Speaking of horrible experience. Oh my god, I'm sick. Break. any sound, record it, and then change its nature by multiplicity operations. You record it at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic qualities, you combine segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. Speaking of horrible experiences, Russia's having the time right now. Oh, yeah, you don't say. I wouldn't say they're having worse of a time than Ukraine is having, um, but apparently things are so bad out in Russia that they are starving for um, entertainment. Because so they've been much, basically cut off from everyone. So much so that a far-right Russian MP is now hosting a TV show in which they guess whether one of the contestants is... You want to take a guess what they're guessing? Are they rich? No. Are they single? Rich in a communist country? Single. Mm. So, like, uh, cheaters, but in reverse? Like, guess who is cheating? No, that would be an American TV. That'd be a great American TV show. <laughs> Hosted by Maury. Ah, uh, yes. He's got it. He's got it. He needs a new job. Right. Right. No, but no, it's not Guess Who's Cheating. And it's not Guess Who's Rich. And it's not Guess Who's Rich. It's Guess Who... Do you want one more guess? Is it... Um... Psych, nigga, it's Guess Who's Gay. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Vitaly Milanovov is an ultra-homophobic Russian MP who was behind Russia's infamous gay propaganda laws, the law that saw, like, everything that, like, yeah. mentioned or looks slightly homophobic, getting you banned and locked up, is now hosting a TV show <laughs> in which contestants will compete for... Uh, two million rubles, around twenty-eight thousand U.S. dollars. Yeah, a little less now. To see 
which one of them is gay through challenges such as receiving lap dances from both men and women, bizarre hole-in-the-wall style tasks where they have to grope the other contestants and spank whoever's behind the wall, wear men and women's underwear and guess the gender of the person that they grope. Listen, there's a whole lot of sus shit going on in order to figure out which one of these niggas is actually <laughs> playing for the other team. And, and I just find this... Disgusting. Hilarious. <laughs> what in the actual fuck who greenlit this? This is a terrible idea. This is a terrible idea. There's no way. I don't know if this show is actually going on or not. But like, or if it's just in like development. But suck. Guess who is gay? <laughs> That's the name of the show. Yes, I yes. Why? I'm sure it's Dude, something. Well, I'm. Gaydar was right there. Right. <laughs> right. Marketing fail, everybody. And I'm just like, so they're having a bunch of straight guys test their gaydar by doing gay shit, <laughs> and it's not hosted by the queer eye for straight guy dudes. I don't understand the world that we live in. The simulation is broken. That's how bad off it is right now. They are literally We need Kung Fu Kenny's album so we can reset the timeline. They are literally trying to distract the Russian people by making them guess who is gay or not. <laughs> They're like, war in Ukraine? Oh no, that's going fine. Have you seen that homo over there in the corner though? That guy's gay, right? You think that guy's gay? You could win $28,000 if you can spot the queer. $2,800. $28,000. 28, 28, no, $28,000. It's $28,000, right? When was this written? This was, yeah, the 29th. So this was literally like two days ago. Okay, so it's currently worth $28,000 yes. American dollars. Yes, yes. So it'll get you about four gallons of gas. That we get from Venezuela. Meanwhile, in Russia, where they have plenty of gas and apparently too much time on their hands, <laughs> they will soon be able to figure out which Plenty one... of gas, and now they are... Grabbing... Oh, grabbing ass to figure out who they're going to send to the gulag next. Uh, because Guess Who is Gay will be coming to not a channel near you because this is America and we don't do that homo shit. <laughs> And the NBA playoffs are going on. A shout out to inclusive NBA. Are there any openly gay basketball players? Uh, no. Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Next time, NBA. <laughs> Granted, there's also a lot. There's not that many NBA players. Like, relative to other sports. I, listen, if... There are pre, there are past players who have come out, but... So there's definitely... <laughs> I guess it's like the military, right? Like, don't ask, don't tell type shit. Yeah. I mean, I've never heard rumors or anything about Everybody it. knows that professional wrestling has a stranglehold on the gay community that 
basketball could never... Actually, no, wait. I think there was an athlete that came out saying that they were dating a trans person. Oh, yes. I do remember that happening just recently. I can't remember who it was, though. Uh, But that doesn't change what I said, though. And I said what I said, and I'm sorry, Falcon. I know, and Wendell, I know how y'all feel about wrestling, but... But you know it's true. <laughs> All right, NBA playoffs. Round product. one, round one wrap up. Real Although quick. some of the new divas, though, listen, are they? They're not called divas anymore, right? Like they don't call them. That's just me being old wrestling. That's how long it's been since I've watched wrestling. Anyway, <laughs> round one of the NBA playoff wrap up. So. We have the Boston Celtics sweeping the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, they did. In probably Kevin Durant's worst postseason defense, worst postseason of his career, and the Celtics' defense was stifling. Those are the only games I watched the highlights of because, as we all know by now, if you are repeat listeners to the podcast, what is wrong with y'all? Why are y'all still here? Also, thank you. Um, but you also know that I don't really watch sports as much as it seems like I do because I'm a great bullshitter. But <laughs> I did watch the highlights of the Celtics games, and my God. <laughs> and hopefully you saw some of the highlights of Chris Paul in the closeout game going 14 for 14. Yes. He didn't miss a shot. Yes, I did. As they say back in NBA Jam days. He's on fire. He was on fire. From downtown. And uh, the Sixers beat the Raptors in six games, but Joel Embiid suffers a concussion and a broken orbital bone in game six against the Raptors and is out indefinitely. Which means that the best player on the Sixers is playoff prepared and ready James Harden you really just don't like James Harden fuck that guy you know Zach is a Sixers fan and he's had to like struggle with the fact of his hatred for James Harden versus his love of Philly I don't understand why y'all hate James Harden so much but maybe it's because I don't watch basketball like that right like maybe if I watch basketball more I don't understand that James Harden is a clown but James Harden is definitely a clown I knew you were going to say But in the conference semifinals now out west, we have the number one seeded Suns versus the Mavericks. Okay. Who upset the Jazz in the first round, despite not having Luka Doncic for two of those games. And the Jazz are now almost assuredly going to blow up their entire court. They've been doing it for like four years and they've never really gotten past the first or second round. Right, right. Like, I'm trying to think of when the last time I heard of the Utah Jazz Championship. They don't have one. They lost twice to Jordan. How many teams are there in the league without championship right now? The Pacers, Hornets, Nets, Grizzlies, Nuggets, Jazz, Clippers, Suns, Pelicans, Timberwolves, and Orlando Magic. Right. Okay. So it's a little less than half the league. Damn. <laughs> what? I'm, what do you think that says about the league? It says that the Celtics have 16, and the Lakers have 16. All time. All time. Um, so, no. So, do you think that that means, though, that the teams that are consistently winning are the ones that 
consistently make the best calls or a lot of those are, teams are also newer oh okay and yeah, no, because the Brooklyn Nets, right? Brooklyn. Well, uh, Brooklyn Nets, like they they don't like they would keep their title if they won one in New Jersey. Oh, okay. But, so it's not like a supersonic. Yeah, but I mean, like there are teams that were on there that were expansion teams in like the nineties. Oh. Okay. And nobody was winning in the nineties right, except for like Jordan. Toronto. <laughs> but uh, now we have the Joel Embiidless Sixers versus the Heat. Jimmy Butler is a fucking monster in the playoffs. I will say that the semifinals did start tonight, and the Celtics lost to the Bucks at home in Game One. Come on, I mean no, but the Bucks were showing out. Yeah, Bucks are Bucks are a really good team. Uh, yeah. I did not expect us to sweep the Bucks. I didn't expect us to sweep the, the Nets. Nets. Right? No, neither did I. Um, so I'm wishing for once again, like you, like you like to say, I am enjoying the run. I am. I feel like we're playing with house money. Wishing for the best. So and. What the other game tonight, uh, the Warriors beat the Grizzlies in game one. The Warriors and Bucks kind of. I'm all right. So if I'm going to pick this round, I'm going to say that the Heat beat the Sixers. I'm going to say in six games, I'm going to go with the Celtics over the Bucks in seven. Really? Bias. Okay. At least Unbiased pick, I would probably say Bucks in seven. Mm. Mm. So you're wishing for the best. Um, I'm going to say Warriors over Memphis in seven and Suns over Mavericks in six. So the conference, my conference finals picks are Celtics, Heat, and Warrior, Celtics, Heat, and Warriors, Suns. So who do you who are the two you think are really gonna come out on top? I think Phoenix beats Boston in the finals. Mm, so you think it's gonna be a Phoenix and Boston kind of? I think Phoenix beats Boston in the finals. I mean, I did not think at the beginning of this year that we would sniff the finals. No, no, I would. Damn, I. Especially I would, halfway through the year when we were like under 500, I'm like our team is garbage. Yo, now I wish we could go back see what your earlier predictions were because I'm sure I asked you this at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Probably. So, it'll be interesting to see. Damn, it looks like we actually ran out of things to talk about this week. That is just more proof that none of this is, is the normal. We'll catch you guys next week with more of the shit. You know where to find us. It's always shaking at the flood pot on everything. And that's on everything. That's Don't forget right. to email us your questions at thefloodpod at gmail.com. And if you use the promo code Ziggy at tokenmtg.com, you will get 10% off your order. If you are looking for any Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Push and Blood, Yu-Gi-Oh, card game supplies, or board games, you can get them there. Don't forget to go check out Straight No Chase. And, and fuck it, I'm 40. 40. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.